time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step 16, Purple Cows. All right, the last two weeks we've been talking about marketing, as in building the awareness of your brand out in the world. And what I hinted at at the end of last week's episode was that everyone else is following these same lessons, right? Whether they're learning it from the podcast or elsewhere, everyone is trying to build awareness of their brand, which means all these brands are talking to customers all at the same time, and customers get overwhelmed. So how can you stand out amongst everyone else? Well, entrepreneur and marketing specialist Seth Godin, he has an answer. He has a lot of answers. He has a whole series of books. And one of them, my favorite one of them, is called Purple Cow. And the name of the book, it, it comes from a nursery rhyme. It goes something like this. I've never seen a purple cow. I hope I never see one. But I can tell you anyhow, I'd rather see than be one. Well, makes for a good nursery rhyme. But actually what you want to be, strangely enough, is you want to be that purple cow. Or at least you want your company to be a purple cow. Because it goes like this. Just imagine you're driving out of town one day with little kids in the back of your car and you pass a farm and you see some cows. And if you're a city folk like I am, what do you do? You inevitably point out the window and you say, look, cows, right? And if your kids grew up in a city or in the suburbs and don't see cows all the time, they might actually put their tablets down for a moment and look out the window and go, hmm, yeah, cows. Now, a minute later, there'll be cows on the other side of the road, and you might point those out too, but the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time the cows show up, yeah, you no longer point them out and no one really cares. This same thing, the same analogous thing happens when it comes to branding and marketing and advertising. The first time you see something interesting, you might get excited and actually look at it, but the fifth or sixth or hundredth time you've seen a message, well, you just tune it out. You don't care. Okay, but go back to that car. Now imagine you're driving and you've passed the 10th farm, and on the 11th farm, well, the cows are purple. Purple cows, for real. So what do you do? Well, you certainly point that out. But purple cows are a very strange phenomenon, right? You've probably never actually seen one. So you may, you may in fact, stop your car, get out of your car, take out your phone, start taking pictures, and post them on social media. And that is what you want your customers to do. That is what we mean by purple cow. To do something that is so interesting and so unexpected that your customers tell their friends about your product. And if your customers are doing that, well then that's free marketing. Other people are telling other people to come and buy your product. That is the holy grail of marketing. And that is what Seth Godin says you need to do. Well, you need to do it, but it's not a very easy thing to do. And so it takes a little bit of extra thought to figure out how to do this and a little bit of guidance. And so in terms of guidance, what you have to understand is that purple cows are not ordinary things. They're not ordinary products. They're not ordinary messages. They're not ordinary logos. Right? They cover anything that you'd possibly do between product and marketing and sales. Right? Any innovative idea could be a purple cow. So this could be a great slogan. Right? And in fact, Got Milk was a great purple cow slogan from, was that, 20, 30 years ago. People would wear it on t-shirts. People were advertising milk on t-shirts because of a slogan. It could be just a great design. The first iPhone was a purple cow. The first iPhone was so different from every other phone that came before it 
that people were flocking and talking about it, right? They got a huge amount of free press because they came out with a, with a phone that had no buttons or one button. Purple Cow could be the way you do things. So if you think of the company Patagonia, it's not that their products are any different, right? They sell jackets and sweaters and pants and shorts and t-shirts, but everything they do is wrapped around this idea of being sustainable, right? They're selling sustainable jackets and sustainable clothing. Right? That makes them a purple cow, or at least it did back when they were the one of the first companies to do that. And it could just be Ben and Jerry's ice cream, right? Ice cream that was A, delicious, and B, chewy, right? One of their ethos is, is that ice cream should have big chunks of things in it that make it chewy. Ice cream that is so good that you want to you want to share this ice cream with your friends. Again, having the customers talk about the product with other customers is what, what makes a purple cow, what makes it work out. So to go down this path of, of creating a purple cow means to get away from having a solution that works for everyone. If you have a generic solution, if you have a solution that appeals to the masses, like Tide laundry detergent or you know plain vanilla ice cream uh, or the next hamburger, well, that's not going to be a purple cow. No one's going to talk about that. You have to do something that's on the edge. You have to do something that appeals to a smaller niche audience, an audience that would love what you're doing. So some examples of that is like the Method Soap Company. If you're unaware of them, the Method Soap Company, they make cleaning products where all the chemicals are made by plants, not in plants, but by plants. Or like JetBlue, the airline. Right? If you've ever flown them versus flying United or American or Delta, it's a world of difference. JetBlue actually treats you like a person. They give you a seat. Every seat has a screen on it. The screen has streaming TV. It's a much better experience. Where you can think of it like Amazon. Pretty much anything you want delivered to your house in two days. That was a breakthrough idea 10, 15 years ago. Now, the problem with going down the path of having purple cows is that you wind up having the same issue that you have with the normal cows, which is once they've seen your purple cow once or twice or three times, they get tired of it and expect you to do something new. This is what Apple does, right? So the first iPhone was this amazing breakthrough product, and the current iPhone that sits in my pocket, well, you know what? It looks about the same, and it acts about the same, and it's certainly not a breakthrough versus the first one, and so it kind of fades over time. Same thing is true with JetBlue. Same thing's true with Method Soap. After a while, you just get used to it and it becomes the new normal. And so if you want to continue down the path to have customers raving about your products, then you have to find the next purple cow. And the other problem with doing purple cows is they have to be edgy, which means sometimes they fail. Sometimes they go too far or sometimes they only attract a very small audience. But you know what? That's a whole lot better than attracting no audience. If you stick with vanilla ice cream, yeah, well, you're going to have a hard time breaking into a market that's already filled with vanilla ice cream. Now, sometimes it really just is the marketing and the packaging. When I teach this in class to my MBAs and at Fledge, I give them a challenge. At the end of this lesson on purple cows, I put up a picture of a tube of Morton salt. And you can picture it in your mind. It's a blue tube. It contains salt. It has been the same basic package for a hundred and something years. Uh, last time I went to the store, I think it was $1.09 to buy one of these packages. 
Again, it's the same product people have been using for thousands and thousands of years. It's just salt. So the question is, if you were so inclined to jump into the salt market, to go and attack Morton Salt, which is probably, I don't know the statistic, but I'm just assuming it's 90% of all the salt sold, how would you go and do that? How would you come up with a purple cow that could compete against a product that every single American knows and probably every American has on their shelf? Well, it's been done. And it was done 20, 30 years ago with another blue container filled with salt, but this one was called sea salt. That's it. The purple cow piece was to say that this salt was better than that salt, that it came from the sea instead of coming from a mine, and that it was therefore worth $6 instead of, well, back then Morton Salt was like 50 cents. So it was worth 12 times more because of the packaging. Well, because of what was inside, but really, salt is salt because of the packaging. And then other brands, once that worked, they took it one step further. So now you can buy special sea salt in a literally purple container, purple bag, and this salt comes from a certain beach in a certain place in, in France. And I've seen uh, Himalayan pink salt that comes from somewhere in the Himalayas that costs even more. And it starts to grow on itself. We get to $20 bags of salt where, again, you can buy a tube for a dollar. And maybe you can taste the difference. Maybe you can't. Maybe it's just marketing. right? But these are all really purple cows. So the challenge I give to you in your startup, in your company is what can you do? What marketing twist can you put on your product to make it a purple cow? Or what event or what marketing campaign or, or what contest or what, what new thing can you do to draw attention to your brand that other people will then tell their friends about? Or how can you twist your product in just a little way to make it totally different from all the rest of the competition so that people point to it when they pass it on the highway and go, look, I got I to gotta take a picture of that. I got to post that on social media. That is your challenge for the week. And next week, we'll wrap up marketing and then move on to sales. Until then.